0: Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. My name is Allison here in Austin, Texas with you. And of course, as always, this show is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Your co-hosts are Baldo Garza at tex Yogi and Nurse Doza. Before I introduce our guest this week
1: this podcast is brought to you by msw nutrition msw nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible starting with the liver by helping to repair liver health you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you we carry supplements to help with mood stress energy weight loss gut health immunity and much more Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20 minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com.
0: This week's guest is Rad Mansour. Rad, I apologize. I've only ever said your first name. <laughs> he is the creator of ATX Food Co and um, this it's a uh, food trailer on Barton Springs Road right near Zilker Park really awesome spot and Rad is one of the most loving people we know we've really loved eating at his place many a time that's where we had our company <laughs> holiday dinner and all that good stuff and we're so excited to finally get him in the lounge to talk on the How Do You Health podcast so let's learn more about ATX Food Co and Rad here is Rad Mansour on the How Do You Health podcast
2: you got this All right, guys. Welcome to the Hottie Health Podcast. It is Friday, 9 a.m., our favorite time of the week, and uh, we got an exciting episode. We got Rod here from ATX Food Co. We've been trying to get you to come in here for a while, uh, and I'm excited to finally... This is your first time in here, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. And, of course, we got Jenna joining us again on the podcast, and we also have... Uh, nurse Doza, we're going to be talking some vitamins, some health, and probably some conspiracy theories, because why the hell not?
3: I so think let's we should take
4: call it away. Conspiracy analyst.
3: Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Realist. Realist. What's well, well, funny you say that now because I was thinking of, of ways to to probably not go directly into that subject because all right, I just wanted I just wanted to tell the listeners all right before we get into it. The reason why we're so excited about you coming here, this is your first time here, right at the lounge, and we've been trying to get you here in forever, and you're a busy guy just like everyone else, and we're appreciative. Um, What's really cool, we've had many good conversations so far. I think uh, before we go into those, I kind of want the people to know why we are so excited to talk to you, uh, especially with this podcast, because you're doing something – that makes you one of our favorite people in the world, right? Because you're just, you're so passionate and you're, you have a business that almost fuels your passion to help make a change in the world that I think you want to see. And you give love to everyone. And you're very appreciative of all that love your way. I, I've always seen it the way that you, that people come to your, your restaurant, right? And you're, and basically say, Hey, I, I appreciate what you're doing because you're making me healthy right is that is that a good way to put it
5: yeah I, yeah I mean um, you know what the, the people that understand health and what we're doing are definitely appreciative of what we're up to um, it, it's it's definitely rewarding work to say the least um, yeah so it's just like it's a matter of just like understanding the current ecosystem of the world um, and offering something that we need as as a society as a community so for us it's like you know we we wouldn't know what else to do based on what we know yeah You, you can't unknow you know you just you just have to fix once you know you know yeah once you know you know you can't unknow and as much as you know ignorance is bliss um, awareness is really important, and so we were aware of the current system, and we wanted to p- provide a solution. Yeah,
3: yeah, and, and I don't know if I've actually asked you this, but when did that, that idea start? Like, when did all the – okay, so p- for people who aren't aware, uh, there's a trailer we've mentioned plenty of times. It's on my freaking – water bottle here. It's ATX Food Co. And it's like a food revolution that you're starting here in Austin, Texas, where you really care so much about the food that you cook and give to people that you literally went to Africa earlier this year to go find better food to serve in your restaurant. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Right? (laughs) And so if you thought about that in great detail, when did this whole process to even create this food revolution? When did it start? It's a great question. Um, thank
5: you for asking that. Yeah, so for me, <clears throat> it, um, it, as, as as young as I could remember, um, well, I'm I'm Chaldean. We're, we're from we're the indigenous people of Iraq, um, and so uh, when when I was living back home, we we ate pretty much like a whole food plant based, but we we did eat a little a little like a little meat. You would get a little piece of meat on your plate mostly rice and too so we, we we ate pretty clean though we did eat some rice and so learning about what we ate back home and then once we moved to america mm-hmm. and we were eating standard american diet ingredients the ingredients are pretty much all genetically modified so we were all suffering as a family and as, as young as i can remember when i was seven years old like being my like my first year being in America, I I would eat whatever I would eat. I, I would st- I would feel pain. I would feel sensation that wasn't comfortable, and a lot of it came in my joints. So when I was seven years old, I would wake my mother up in the middle of the night and and be crying because of my joint pains. My knees were were really really painful most of the days because. The now then now I know why, um, but back then it was because we were eating genetically modified stuff. We were pretty much like on welfare like food systems, so we were getting stuff from government assistance and so when we were young we we didn't have organic vegetables. Most it was mostly like, you know, modern grains and, and canned vegetables. Sometimes, you know, most of the time my mother would cook some um, some vegetables that are like fresh and from, from produce, but when we first came, we were eating, we were we were at the mercy of whatever was being fed to us, and uh, the welfare system is definitely not a good way of nourishing your body. Yeah. So as, as young as I could remember, I, I, I had issues with digesting food, and um, until I was like, probably in high school where where, I, where it really became a problem. I would get acid reflux after yeah. each meal and every meal, sometimes two or three times a day, and then I'm just, like, suffering all day, every day, and not knowing what to do about it. And so when I was, like, courageous enough to tell my mother, because my mother is just like a worrying... <laughs> you know, she worries. Like any other mother. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell her anything until, like, I have to share this with her. So I eventually shared it with her, and I was like, hey, like, I, I'm getting really bad acid reflux. I'm getting heartburn. I, I would watch my, the, like, my the older generation in our families. They would all be popping Tums, like, yeah. after each meal, Tums, Tums, and... I, I never understood what they were doing until I became, like, young, like, old enough to start popping stones so myself. What food
2: group is that? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
5: baking soda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, that's, like, alkalizes the body. And so so, I would take a lot of tums and then eventually our family doctor prescribed us acid reflex medication and so we would all as a family everyone after after the meals we'd be topping them yeah like, <laughs> like, like like you know and so just like going through that is like you know it was so so awful of of, of quality of life and you know like sometimes I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to eat because I know like the, the, the discomfort that I'm going to, that's going to follow with, with eating. So, so then like, as I became a young adult and, you know, entering the workforce right after I graduated high school, um, my father was very like disciplined and like very, um, like tough in in a, in a healthy way, I, I think for me. Um, and so he, he um, he was like work. You gotta work. You gotta work. So it's like the I graduated on a Friday and I and I was joined the workforce on, on on that Monday and and pretty much worked every day. And so um, as I was working, I started my my life into the uh, supermarket industry. I got into produce. I was doing um, you know produce uh, packaging and like I would help um, f- fill the counters and like prepped stuff yeah stocking and it was a really cool job and so that was like man i was like man i love supermarkets i love being around food i love i just like for me it was like it was a perfect beginning to my to my like workforce life and uh,
2: so would you join in to help your mom cook whenever like family dinners and stuff like that um so
5: not really, like, because we're, like, being indigenous to, you know, we're, we're indigenous people, so we're, we, like, everybody pretty much has a role in the family. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it wasn't, like, cooking. It was more like my mother did most of the cooking. Yeah. My father would help when we had events and when we had gatherings. My father would be in the kitchen with my mother. But mostly it was, like, my sisters and my mother cooking, and we would, basically be helping with like cleaning every day we did a deep clean in our family like every like sure when when we were growing up every day was the deep clean <laughs> like you know like now that now that i'm an adult i'm like man like back in the day we used to deep clean every day now like we do a deep clean at our house like once a week yeah, yeah. we can maintain it throughout yeah. the week but it was cool uh, to see that Well, how many siblings are you we're, we're five all together oh that's cool yeah. yeah we and we have 10 nieces and nephews now. so
2: then like your passion for cooking came from like first working at the grocery store and stuff like that yeah so yeah it,
5: and so it, it it compounded into that because of the um discomfort that i kept on feeling you know my acid reflux d- didn't go away and that was like a big part of like why i started like really focusing on what to eat when not to eat and um so when I was when when I joined the workforce a few years into m- being in the workforce, I um, I, I tra- transitioned careers. I went into telecommunications, and my brother-in-law owned a, a telecommunications store, and he wanted me to come come on board and teach me. He was going to teach me how to run the store. He was going to teach me basically the whole business and um, become a phone technician. So I became a phone technician I learned the business And I went into telecommunications That kind of led me into a path of like um, You know, kind of neglecting my health Because I was more focused on becoming successful I, I I was really focused on becoming a successful entrepreneur I was given this opportunity So I I kind of like Was, was going to be successful at all costs So that's part of like neglecting my health and sure. went on the path of you know exploring um with alcohol I, I definitely went I had a couple of years where I was exploring what that felt like and it was very it was very uh important journey of my life so when I was in my in my early 20s I was kind of lost and you know like everyone told me what I needed to do like you need to go to school, did that, you need to own a business, you know, I, I became eventually. I eventually became a partner in one of the telecommunications stores in, in East Lansing, Michigan. So I, you know, I was, and we, and we became number one in the country at, at one point. And so everything that everyone has asked of me at that point in my life, when I was 23, 24 years old, I had done it. And at that point it was like, okay, I've, I've done everything everybody's asked, now i need to focus on what rod needs sure that's about us yeah and thank you and so went on this journey um you know it was it was very powerful I, i used a lot of uh plant medicine in in this transition of my awakening it was it was a very powerful transition and it was almost, like, daunting, too, because, you know, you're leaving a successful position for uncertainty and, and, like, a lot of pressure from your family. Like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? You're making this much money now. Like, why would you leave that and this and that? And so I said, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I really can't tell you why
5: other than yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And, and like, for me, it's, like, you know, the, 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 the more I went plant-based, like I, m- I met a few people during that transition that were vegan and yep. I, I never even knew what that meant, you know, like being programmed to think that you need a piece of meat in every meal to feel nourished or full. So I was like, this is so much awakening happened in my early twenties that it was like almost overwhelming, but I, but I. But I was like embracing the the change and it was fast paced and I needed to keep up or else, you know, I was feeling pain and because because we there's pain in staying the same. And there's pain and growing. Yeah, yeah. And either way, I was feeling pain, like I was trying to hold on to my old life. But then it was like, it was like some divine, f- like force of nature was pushing me away from this. And it was like, no, you need to go this way and just yeah. surrender to what needs to be done. And so realizing, like, hey, we're being poisoned by the food system. We, you know, there's not much of a, uh, you know, a, of a healthy option. There's fast food restaurants at every corner. you know most supermarkets have you know processed highly processed food. so you know like the only things that were really nourishing us is is in the produce department. if you went in the produce department because even you know even the animals that are domesticated are not natural. they've been you know domesticated you know to be farmable to be tameable. To be slaughtered. To be profitable. Yeah. 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 I'm with you.
2: Yeah. So that's interesting. So three things I'm going to try to tie in here. Yeah. GMOs, rice, and uh, your acid reflux, right? At some point you figured out that something was causing all this acid reflux, right? Yes. You don't use rice at ATX Food Co. Mm -hmm. No. We don't use
5: any modern grains. We use only uh, quinoa, which is an ancient grain, and spout. And spelt is also an ancient And you make grain. those
2: spell tortillas that are fucking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but but going back to the GMOs, it's funny because like people like Bill Gates will yeah. say like GMOs are the answers to feeding the world, right? Yeah, I mean, well, why is that not true? Well, it's a great it's a great, <laughs> it's a great uh, question because
5: so so the human body, no matter what year we're in, we're in 2020. We have iPhones. We have like technology. We can pretty much like. You know, we can talk to people on our watches like there's so much advancements that's happened in 2020. Regardless of all those advancements, we are still a part of nature. And so no matter what happens, no matter what year we're in, we still have to follow Mother Nature's law and order for human beings. And so part of that is we have a specific um, food system that's designed for the human body. to to nourish and so just like um, a gorilla in its nature is in the jungle eating fruits vegetables twigs and maybe some insects that gorilla that's their food system and they're eating that every single day and and you have a polar bear that's in a totally opposite environment that is you know is not around plants mostly it's mostly around ice and cold tempered uh, environments. so they need more fat in their diet to stay alive so the polar bear also has a specific food system that's designed for their body that makes them thrive and so the human body also has a specific food system that's designed for us to thrive on and has and, and genetically modified organisms whether they're vegetables or it's or it's a modern-day cow those two are not a part of nature and so we cannot create something humans humans cannot create something to nourish the human body nature did that for us and because we evolved with it
2: yes right like we grew into that I always talk about like with the gut system like, uh, people, you know, like nut allergies and stuff like that. And they get so produced and processed that they tend, I call it the evolutionary, like just speed, right? Because it's like you farm all these nuts or whatever, and they're just evolving quicker because things evolve all the time, but we're not evolving that quickly because it's still the same gut. I would need to like then produce offspring. Who then produce offspring? Who then produce offspring that has now evolved to get this new nut?
5: Yeah, well, even even like, even when you have like you're seven generations down, they're still gonna need natural food. Yeah. So regardless of the evolution of seven generations down, even twenty generations in in twenty twenty and or in tw- two thousand two hundred and twenty two. They're still going to need natural plant
3: to nourish their bodies. Yeah. I like how you said the technology um, bit. Like if you – I was watching this master class last night. I've been fascinated by He's an FBI negotiator. Uh, so he's the guy that talks the Chris hostages Fox. Yeah. It's incredible the way he like just – you can control a whole situation, right, just by the tone of your voice. But um, – you know, going back to the technology and all that as well, you know, this kind of ties into something he said. You know, he was talking about negotiating with someone over, like, um, like local allocated funds for, like, sidewalks and streets and all that. And he was playing the role of a politician. The other person was the other politician. I'm arguing against using that money for streets. I'm arguing against the idea of using it to fix the roads. He wanted it for public education. And the reason why, he's saying, look, that's in the long term, this is what's more sustainable. Like, if you do the roads again, you're going to have to redo them again in a couple years, right? So we're going to have to pay more money to do that again. And I was thinking about, you know, things to ask, you know, before this. And, you know, one of the things I look at is what you just said. If we are already preparing to live on the moon or in Mars, I'm going to say, well, why? Like, all the technology in the world isn't gonna make you escape from wildfires in California or a hurricane about to hit you on the coast. Like, yeah, you can have technology to build like a bunker, but those have been around forever. Like, you can still do that. It's more of the idea of like, what do we still need after the hurricane hits? We still need food. So we're gonna have to regenerate and make sure we can grow food on this land. Otherwise, we're gonna have to just ship in everything in a box or a packaged ingredient. Louisiana is like home to like sugar cane right a lot of farm down there and sugarcane can like regenerate the soil right so imagine if the farms get wiped out down there what does that do to the soil in the region around the coast right that the ecosystem is already compromised because of all the oil spills especially the BP oil spill which we're still feeling the effects from years later because imagine if you eat any of that fish there's got to be something in that water that over the past five years has evolved into a third eye or something right on a fish I'm is possible. Anything's possible, right? <laughs> Simpsons had it right. right? So the technology isn't going to outrun the idea that I need to still grow peppers and tomatoes, and I need to grow potatoes, and I need to grow corn. Like, I'm growing that in my backyard right now. I talked to a guy the other day that raises cattle for beef, and I said, how do you expand? You know, even this guy who's doing uh, beef. Corn's a grain, right? Yep. Yeah. He said, every 10 months. I have to have to get more land because I can't get more animals. Right? That's not, the, that's not the solution. But in the technology and the American society thinking, it's like, well, just get more. It's like, no, don't get more. Use what you already have. What we already have here is everything was given to us. We're screwing it up. Right? And what will happen is the architect, higher power God, will wipe it out and say, we'll start again. I mean, it goes back into biblical times of Moses for crying out loud. Right? I mean, a flood came in and said, we're going to take two of everything and then we're going to wipe out everyone because all y'all are sinners. That's essentially what it would yeah. be right now. Yeah. I
2: right? mean, it's just Earth rebalancing itself, And that's right? all
3: it is because nature always wins. Always. Nature always wins. And we haven't figured that out. We think we're smarter than nature. We think we're the best species ever to run this Earth. And I say, dinosaurs were, like, here for millions, hundreds of millions of years. And then well, how they get wiped out? They got wiped out by a freaking meteor. Right? Nature wins again. So <laughs> you, you can bicker about 5G and bicker about all, you know – the gmos and the vaccines and i'm really like dude that's there's something bigger than this
5: yeah i mean you know the the saying goes anything man-made eventually breaks so you know with with everything that's you know the current ecosystem of technology like even just 50 years ago the techno what technology looked like then to today is like obsolete and like what were we even thinking 50 years ago but now you you know technology in 50 years we're gonna look back at these days like we wore these things on our heads when we were recording a podcast (laughs) you know so the technology is always gonna be evolving and it's always it's like year after year it, it gets obsolete so as far as like technology goes like technology needs to stay in its own lane you know and like stay in the lane of like making our lives easier by keeping us organized, you know, communication. But when it comes to food, like, we need to let Mother Nature be the ruler of that and, and like, continue to lead us in the way that we, we're supposed to be led and we're supposed to be eating foods that we're supposed to be eating, not because um, these the, this farmer is, you know, maybe... You know they're, they're at the mercy of you know government loans and in order for these loans to go through they have to get crops from monsanto and then you know their crops may not work and so it regardless of like w- you know w- where we are going with technology n- mother nature it needs to be the way uh, of like how we eat not genetically modified crops from monsanto uh, because it's making these people that own shares in Monsanto richer, or it's you know influenced by government policy that they subsidize these companies and you know this corn is being fed to these cows. So it's genetically modified corn getting fed to the genetically modified cows. And, and, and p- pumped, pumped with hormones. Pumped with hormones and vaccines and fortified with yeah, vitamins and if minerals. You, if
4: you don't mind me sharing, um, so I went to Texas A&M University. and. Oh, they,
5: yeah, they're big with Monsanto. They're big, and
4: I got an ag degree, believe Amazing. it or not. Uh, te- <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Yeah. Uh, it was called... Um, leadership and communications, ag leadership development and communications, and so I took classes on um, chickens, equine science, horses, um, entomology, amazing bug class, and anyway, so in addition to that, I also took an environmental class, and in an an environmental class at Texas A&M University, Mm -hmm. they are talking about how amazing Monsanto is. They are the biggest employer of pulling people, students from Texas A&M into Monsanto. Mm -hmm. And to them, it's wow. We had all of these communities that were just. I mean, if it wasn't for us, maybe they wouldn't be here. Because we've we've genetically modified a grain that now feeds communities across the span of a continent. Whether it's in Africa, South America, other places that I'm not mentioning, but. I remember walking out of class thinking that's just its very strange, but also I believed it. At the time. Yeah, at the time. Um, And so here we are having a huge agriculture, one of the biggest in the world universities, but it's also teaching students to believe
2: that. Yeah, it's like brainwashing.
4: These these, these things are good. (laughs) And so then, you know, you have people... Believing these things, sharing these things, working for these things, and then what happens to them? And who are they sharing this with? And who are they they sharing this with?
2: And then it's difficult, right? Because if you're that student that just got hired by Monsanto, getting an awesome paycheck, what? Are you, how are you going to argue against that?
5: Yeah, this, this is it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely like a, a system that works for them, but doesn't work for like. Like people that are actually for nature. Um, what, what's what's crazy is, um, you know, you have like, you know, the the metal, the west Western medical is is a monopoly. You have to go through this curriculum in order to become a, a a doctor. So so that that monopoly is also like you know forcing these students to be miseducated. You know, so like. to to even agriculture students that are like pumped about like wanting to change the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they're inspired. They are in it for the right reasons, you know, and just like most doctors are in it for the right reasons. They wanna help. And, And yes, by product, you're gonna get paid Lots of money exactly. and you're going to live a comfortable life and you can live in West Lake and you, you can have a home on the lake. You can have a nice Tesla. You can have a nice home life. Beautiful thing. Yes. You know, so it's, it's it's definitely, you know, a beautiful career from the outside looking in. Um, but when you look at, like, the current system of, like, the Western medicine, um, it's, it's phenomenal for surgery, it's phenomenal for trauma, it's, it's phenomenal for emergencies. But when it comes to, like, quality of life, when it comes to, like, lifestyle diseases like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, you know, these diseases could be eradicated by just eating a, a, a cleaner way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be plant-based. It doesn't have to be keto. It doesn't have to be paleo. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of eliminating the genetically modified foods from from the food from from the from everyday foods to more natural foods. And we don't need a whole lot of it. Um, but to go back to like these students that are just being miseducated because you know you, there's a lot of money being subsidized by Monsanto to Texas A&M. Hundred percent. There's millions of dollars funneling So, you know, when when there's millions of dollars Just like in 1920s Where millions of dollars were being flooded Into the universities To standardize the medical curriculum You know, the same thing is happening now With Monsanto Monsanto's super wealthy company You know, and so This is like You know, this is like the, 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 The situation we're in You know, like the truth is the truth And the truth will set everybody free and people resonate with the truth. It's just a matter of like educating people and sharing this with people. And one thing that, you know, like these, you know, really powerful propaganda machines, they understand that if you want to uh, inspire someone to do what you want them to do, you don't do it through lecturing them. You do it through ed- through entertainment. Yes, you know. So like, they make things look good and like make it flashy. And this is the way of life. And you can have this much money. And you can live this luxury. Well,
4: another interesting fact is I remember when I was entering and as a freshman. So Texas A&M. And I, I, I loved the school. I'm not discarding it. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's listening, it was an amazing experience and wonderful people. Um, but they're the biggest, the CIA pulls more people from Texas A&M than any university. So when we would show up for, um, I guess seminars and let's, you know, tour the campus, um, they would highlight how amazing it was to be a part of the CIA and how, (laughs) and how, um, and they would tell us these stories. So like everyone is just like super excited. Oh, um, Maybe that could
5: be me. Yes, of course.
4: And so, what are these ties then? Monsanto, CIA. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: were, you, were you thinking about that back in? I back was then? not.
4: I probably up until two months ago, that probably wouldn't really have crossed my mind, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but now that we're sitting here, it's interesting how like old stories and old like um old pictures of the past sure. pop up, and it was just something that I thought. I, I would share, and I think that a lot of these things can be glamorized. Yes. Um. And it and it is exciting. So rather than thinking inside out, we're thinking outside in.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: When it no Tesla can make me happy.
3: Yeah. Like well, Truly. You well,
2: go ahead. Well, it goes into a whole different. Like we talked. We I just mentioned brainwashing, but but. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> here in our in our in the clinic, we talk a lot about gut health and all that. Right. And um, I learned recently that that, well, we've known for a fact for a long time that things like, you know, you make more serotonin in your gut than you do in your brain, kind of you're like 95 like percent or something like that. But what's crazy about it is that. Our, we don't make a lot of neurotransmitters. Most neurotransmitters are made by your gut bacteria. Uh-huh. So if there's being, if there's genetically modified bacteria in your gut, could it be programmed to make you think a certain way?
3: Yeah, it totally For can. Sure. For um, What is kind play on that is the the microbiome that's in your in your gut. Uh, there's a microbiome in your dirt, <coughs> yeah. and I think there's a way. To, if you're trying to like jam the signals, you're essentially trying to like cause dysfunction within your own internal communicational system right and I think what so if you have a business that does that and no one like, does that then it's very hard to like think about how can you track the long-term effects of it I had a friend ask me they said um, so everything I've read on Monsanto is that it affects the farmers like when it comes to like cancer it's the farmers this the issue they haven't had any studies on if the consumers have gotten cancer (laughs) from their food. And I said, yeah, that's a good point. I see where you're coming from, right? She said, it's a good, it's a valid point. And I was like, but I don't think, one, like you're going to find studies that prove that because one, it's bad for business. And then two, it's really hard to track that because it's something that develops over time. Mm -hmm. So it's like you plant the seed. Right, you just kind of throw that in there a little bit. It builds up over time, kind of overwhelms the system, and it comes out in different ways.
2: But these people understand compounding interest, and it's the same thing, just in an evil way. Well, it's it's
3: <laughs> it is. It's a very, I think it's a very um, condescending way to make your money. Sure, I think that's the, I think it's the gentlest way to put it because if you look at the major corporations, like you talk about Monsanto, they were bought by Bayer, and then you have like dupont mm. and then if you have a couple of other major chemical companies they're the ones that are making these things that uh essentially one whenever you create a new patented like chemical compound i can't tell you a study for it 10 years from now about long-term effects from it because it will come out in 10 years what's been showing up and there'll be side effects that we didn't think about so it's very easy to move past the fact to say like well your stuff's dangerous well you know what there's no studies to show that it is.
2: Yeah, and by the time that that happens, there's billions of dollars being made, so it's kind of hard to turn. Well, around. Well, yeah. well, the
3: people who govern, <laughs> the govern. Okay, because like with like food, there's there's one governing agency really. No, there's a couple, but then like with medicine, all that, there's like a couple as well, and then like with like clothing, there really isn't. Right, with with like skincare products, there's really not. Like, there's a handful for some, but like there's not a whole lot of regulation. So whoever is regulating, we you would report to. They're going to come around and tell the companies, you need to clean up your act.
4: Wouldn't that be the EPA?
3: No, because they're going to the original source, and their whole job is to be non-biased. The idea is just to tell you, like, these are the facts of what we're seeing from our environment. There's this much this in this soil. There's this much this in the air. So they're testing what what the side effects are from all these chemical plants and businesses making this stuff. So it's a checks and balances. But... But they're not really regulating what you, how you produce your product. But they're not stopping them because the thing is is that most of them, if they say you are you need to clean up your act, then you have to prove that you're cleaning up your act. So then what they turn around and say is like, okay, how do we prove it? And give us any proof to show that you clean up your act. So imagine it's like, well, here's a research study. The research study says we test these at these levels mm-hmm. and everything is okay. Well, they say it's okay. Well, we'll go and do it and we look and say, yeah, I guess everything's Okay. And then if there's a little hush money involved, then essentially you say, okay, all these studies are funded by the companies that are in trouble. So why would they have a study that comes out that goes against their product? But every time you look at even a medical article, it's the same thing, funded by financial disclosures, funded by – and so it's like how can I trust a pharmaceutical medicine that's funded by the studies – funded, it's a study funded by the company that's in it to make a profit? This past quarter, in 2020, record quarter for insurance companies and the pharmaceutical industry. And I even heard someone say that the prior authorizations are down in insurance and prior authorizations are like how you get like MRIs approved and blood work approved and stuff like that. And they were told that they're like pretty much told to deny, which means that. All the elective surgeries and everything that was canceled this entire time, they just kind of went in the air, and then the people that actually needed stuff, they were told by the insurance company to say no more. Like, no, we're not going to pay out. So they're just collecting premiums, and their record profits are going up higher and higher because they're not paying out. Insurance is not in the business of paying out. Oh, we, we we know. We know. <laughs> why. Right? I mean, that's, that's, that's any insurance, though, right? Regardless of, yeah. of anything. Their job is to make sure that they hold on to retainings, but make sure that you pay a premium just to have that insurance there just in case.
5: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we can we can all agree that most insurance companies are in it for pure profit. They're not really in it to heal people. They're, you know, most, most – mo- what happens typically with most people that – are in the insurance, um, you know, empire is like when they're 18 years old, they're paying a premium until they're about 60 something years old, and then when they're 60 something, they switch to Medicaid. So, from them being a young healthy person to them being to, to them being in their mid 60s, the, you know, the chances of them getting sick is probable, but it's not as probable as them being 65 years old or older. You know, 65 years old or older, now they're on government insurance. So they've they collected a premium for 40 years on healthy people and then at the very end they're like okay see you later now you, now the government is in responsible for you. So government the, the insurance companies is to you know we we need a free market with with the insurance companies and and we need and we need all the way through. Yeah, all, all the way. way through. I mean, you know, especially like you know when we go to a hospital You know there's like no like there should be like a menu of like what things cost you know so you have some transparency which now you know you know one you know one good thing that's happened this year with the executive order that donald trump signed is that you do need to have that transparency and he i saw that yeah and so that's that's you know hey like we're, we're moving in the right direction with the medical like this prevents you know like Excessive billing, you know, like maybe this insurance company they know will pay out this much more, and versus this insurance company. So, you know, there's there are ways to maximize um, your profits when you're dealing in that way behind the scenes. But now, like when you're fully transparent and you're 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 telling people, okay, like we'll charge three thousand dollars for this care, and you know you want to pay for it, or or we can bill your insurance, or if you you know most people that like I have a good friend of mine. Doesn't, he's not insured. He, he he's, he's like, look, like, for me, I, I'll pay cash for all my treatments. He said, it's for me, it's cheaper to pay in cash because when you go and you offer cash to these uh, medical um, establishments, yep. they're going to give you – they're going to charge you a fraction oh, yeah. of – and the reason why they mark it up so high is because most insurance companies, uh, you know, it, it's like a—it's a game. It's a yeah, you know, you, you 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 only get paid so much, and so like yes. they have to like maximize their payouts. You have so. to have a
2: billing person, and you have yeah. to like, you know, it's a lot. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the, we, we we can all agree that like the, the current system of, of that's in place right now needs some
3: um, reform. Yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, but I but I think that's why your approach towards making a change is is very It's powerful it's a nonviolent protest
5: yes so so for me it's like when 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 i realized like hey i'm 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 being pimped by the system you know like i'm 23 years old i'm trying to figure it out as a young man we're all confused when we're, in, we're when we're that age we're like not really grown up yet we're forced to grow up or like we were like still like mentally like a a child in my mind I'm, I'm mentally a child so I'm I'm ready to like still have fun but you start you got to figure out what what to do as a as a young adult so for me it's like when I when I had that revelation of hey our food system is 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 poisoning us that was my protest is like how how can we protest this we create another solution. We create a solution for people. So, you know, for us, it's like, yes, we can, we can march, and we should march about this. Everyone should be pissed that we're okay. being poisoned 100 percent. you know and like the the one thing that we need to just we need before we move on to another subject uh, what i want to uh talk about is like the human body when we when I, back to what i was saying like no matter what year we're in we're still a part of nature the human body you know is made up of 102 minerals and so when we when we eat You know why we drink water is because we're replenishing one of the minerals elements that makes that make make up our body Mm -hmm. water and then why we breathe in oxygen Mm -hmm. is is another really really important part of our body and oxygen actually heals the human body so the deeper we breathe the more oxygen the body gets the faster we heal breath is your
4: life force like They've been life force. Yes, That's what it is. Yes, hundred percent.
5: Yes. So, so when we eat genetically modified food, the the m- molecular structure of the ingredient is incomplete. Number one. Number two, it doesn't know how to um, uh, pull the minerals from the soil like a natural wild plant. And so when we eat food that does not that does not come from nature it does not know how to assimilate in our bodies our bodies it's it's foreign to our bodies and so what happens is when we eat something that does not assimilate in our bodies it, it, it stays in its same format like you in, in the matter it, it doesn't change when we eat natural food it forms into our blood and then it it becomes our organs, it becomes our bodies, it becomes our choices, becomes our thoughts, becomes us. So, natural food assimilates. Genetically modified food, when we eat it, it doesn't know how to assimilate, so what happens is it forms into plaque. So, it forms into inflammation. You know, so it's, that's where inflammation comes from. Yes, it could be from other chemicals, you know, our, our air is constantly getting poisoned, our water is constantly getting poisoned. But at the end of the day, if the ingredient, if the plant does not come from nature, we do not know how to assimilate it and it forms into plaque and it forms into inflammation and it forms into a mucus-like substance. And yeah. so what happens is the human body needs oxygen, especially our brains. And so when we're eating genetically modified foods, the food, it, it basically it, it circulates in our blood and then it, and it ends up like landing somewhere on the body. Sometimes it, it lands in your joint, And sometimes it lands on the brain. And so when it lands on the brain, what happens is it starts to suffocate the brain of oxygen. And so when it starts to suffocate the brain of oxygen, that part of the brain starts to die. So the way to remove it is, of course, we have to detox and like use powerful herbs that detox the mucus, the inflammation out of the body, which is typically genetically modified foods so that's why we see we see so much so many of the the older generation having alzheimer's and dementia you know like even our uh democratic president is is is, we're, we're witnessing it as we as he speaks he's forgetting the sentences because of the mucus that's suffocating his brain so You know, and that's the reality of our today's food system. And so a lot of issues that, you know, we're we're facing in today's world is that we're, we're not fully aware of why our mental state is where it's at, why one out of three people are depressed. It's because the brain is getting suffocated yeah. from genetically modified matter. And so that stuff needs to be completely cleaned out of the brain because when once once we cleanse the body is when we fully come back home. Yeah. Yeah. And right now with the current ecosystem, with people eating, even when people eat organic corn, yes it is technically organic it's been it's been grown without pesticides herbicides it was grown with love at the end of the day that piece of corn is still genetically modified and so we do not know how to assimilate corn same thing with bananas too, right? They're all GMO. Not all. So you have the Burrow bananas. Oh, the, the white, the white, the, the yellow bananas. Um, well, Burrow bananas are are can be yellow after they ripen. Burrow bananas. If you look inside the b- banana, you'll see that the seeds are noticeable. When anything in anything that has um, seeds in f- fruit, typically you you must eat it with seeds, like seedless grapes and seedless melons. You know, th- those Let's things modify. are modified, yeah. and we don't know how to assimilate it. And the concentration of sugar that's that's in in the composition of that is way more than what our bodies need. Yeah. So, it's it's just like we we to, to like simplify this whole thing is we need minerals. You know, the human body needs minerals and we, we don't need fillers like, you know, when they, you know, like Monsanto will go and do a beautiful little presentation to inspire these college kids and say, wow, well, these kids, well, I went to Africa. Okay. I saw this and, and I saw it was amazing how malnourished every single kid was. And guess what? They were growing corn. Okay. They have the most fertile soil in the world they can grow they throw a seed like this and it's already sprouting in the air that's how that's how fertile africa is okay and so they can grow whatever they want and they've been manipulated to think that corn is a good crop okay and so one of the things that i want to also add on about the the suffocation of the brain is what happens is when we eat genetically modified crops like corn and unfortunately, you know, this was a bummer, but cassava is also a genetically modified crop. Ah. I know. I'm sorry to burst the bubble of ah. the, the, those chips.
3: But, <laughs> but you,
5: ultimately, like if you want to feel unconditional love for yourself, we have to detox the brain. Yep. The brain must be detoxed because why we feel even a little anxiety or paranoia, those are diseases. That's not a normal state of being. Yeah. Like we're not supposed to feel paranoid. We're not supposed to feel bad. We're not supposed to feel guilty about ourselves or, or shameful. That stuff happens because our brains are suffocating. And this is the sensation that the body is telling you like, hey, we need oxygen
3: either breathe
5: yeah like give me oxygen i need to breathe i need my i need to feel my life like in light and oxygen is life and so you know one thing that i realized is like you know i i i observed all the africans that i witnessed through my experience of being there and some of the things that they that i witnessed was you know the the kids that are eating the corn and and one of the things that they've also been manipulated with is they that that they are fed sugar cane juice okay and and i don't you know you know i don't know what you guys know about sugarcane but sugarcane is a genetically modified plant and um, it is uh, very toxic to the human body so it's very much like a, a it, it's it's basically like you're literally putting a layer of of glue and like sticky substance on the cellular body, and when the cellular body it needs to breathe, you know the way we nourish our body is we feed we need we must feed ourselves. Yes, like we want to eat things that taste good and we want to fill I and mean, we want we want to feel full, but at the end of the day, why we do what we do, why we eat what we eat, why we drink is to feed the cellular body. Because our body is made up of cells and we need to make sure that these cells are nourished. So what happens is, like these young kids, they go from nursing, you know, like babies. They go from nursing to, to, you know, to sugar cane juice. They don't go from nursing to... Hey, let's let's do some herbal formulas. Let's just drink lots of water. Let's eat vegetables. Let's eat things that are from native plants. Like they 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 were so manipulated that they don't even grow their own native food most of the time. They're growing genetically modified crops because they're manipulated to think that this is better for them than the crops that they natively you know, they don't even need to, to have any attention. Native crops just grow naturally. Like, you don't need to go and, you know, water them and this and that. It's like the law of least effort. Nature is abundant. If we just get the fuck out of the way, things grow and things become available for us but man wants to interfere, wants to make money, this and that, like the whole manipulation of the food, you know, it's like, we need to just get clear on what, what we need as human beings and we need minerals. And so when I observed these young kids and, and what I noticed is our eyes, you know, our eyes, we have a white, the white, a part of like that part. If you look at most African kids and, and even when they're adults and, and, and they're going into their older age, if you observe like the young, the babies, babies, their eyes are like bright white, they're like fluorescent, okay? But then as you see like five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds, and then in, in, the, in them being teenagers, they're white, the white becomes brown. I know you guys have seen this in your lives, where you you notice like, like somebody's eye is not darker. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a yellow, dark brown. That's because the food that they're eating is not assimilating in their blood, and so what's happening is the mucus is entering into their eyes. And that's how you get cataracts and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, like, yes like genetically modified crops in the ideology of it it's a great idea but the execution of it is very detrimental to our health and it's it's poisoning people it's
2: poisoning africa what's crazy about it is that we uh we also waste a lot of food right so it's just like with our technology we should be able to just be able to take the good food and and deliver it in a in a in a better way or in a more efficient way, but I do want to mention something real quick for those people that are not like completely plant-based or, or vegan, um, that it goes the same for whatever if you are eating the meat, for what those animals are eating.
5: Yes, so that's a great, great point. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very much plant-based. Yeah. I, 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 you know, preach a plant-based diet because, you know, I think that for, for overall like happiness and. Like overall well-being, you know, m- most of the nourishment is coming from plants in, the, in today's time. Back, back in like a few thousand years ago, why people would eat animals is because the animals would be eating their wild, natural food. And so when they're eating their natural, wild food, they're eating the minerals,
2: and they're full of nutrients right yeah.
5: yes and so they they become a reservoir of minerals so their bodies are holding these minerals for us to then if we want to hunt and gather so you know most 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 people back then they, they ate meat because it was like they needed to nourish their bodies. It wasn't because it's a luxury. They're going to a steakhouse because they can afford that lifestyle. It's because they needed to survive. They needed to live.
2: It was winter. Yes. Mostly, right? Yes.
5: So today, the f- animals that are in the grocery stores, especially supermarkets, they're all mass produced. These animals are genetically modified you know, I watched an interview with uh, some kid from, I think it was either Stanford or Harvard, and they asked him, like, why don't you have sympathy for these animals? And it was like this vegan um, journalist, he was like trying to like, have a debate about why he should care about these animals. And then the scientist was telling him why he didn't care about these animals. And so the debate was, you know, like, this vegan uh, journalist was trying to, you have compassion. It was like, look, like, why don't you feel for these animals? He said, because we genetically modify these animals, and we can massively produce these animals. He's like, we can make these animals. We can make millions of these animals. So to me, it's like it's not a it's natural a process. Exactly. They just become – it's a lab-made thing. It's not. <laughs> so
3: sad. <laughs> so sad. We'll yeah. make another, like you make another one of them, and then yeah, be like – a hundred to a thousand chickens that all look the exact same, that are all bunched together, and they're just mass-produced, mass-slaughtered. It's inhumane.
5: Yes. It, I mean, it, there's nothing natural about, number one, Nothing there's nothing natural about agriculture, and there's nothing, you know, natural about animal agriculture. Like, in, in nature, everybody's doing their own fucking thing. And then it, if some family gets hungry and they can go and hunt, you know— that animal is getting sacrificed for food. It's not. Yeah, they're, they're
3: holding it to like sell it, and and they're. But they're using every part of the animal, though. Exactly. They're using yeah. it For clothing, they're using yes. it for storage. They're using it for, uh, I mean, there's. And they're honoring it, right? Yeah, like It's almost it.
2: like a sacrifice, and you're making like yes. a whole like, you know.
5: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we don't get that anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because because you know, it's 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 number one, it's a very corrupt system. Number two, um. If, if if people really gave a fuck about us, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in, number one. Number two, there's a lot of corporations that have a lot of influence that, that can help us, that can provide real information. Like, the TV can give us real information about, hey, you need your minerals, you, need, you should do breath work, yep. you should do meditation, you should do yoga, you should do some movement, you should get some sunlight, You should be in community all the time. You should talk about your feelings, like empower us. We, we shouldn't have to like dig through millions of things to, to feel like something like, like, yeah, you know, like we, we, we should be, this is our natural God given right to be healthy. We shouldn't be in the state we're in and, and you know, 200 million Americans out of 350 Americans, 200 million Americans are chronically sick. This is not like a normal thing. Yeah. So the problem is, is you have, you know, industries that are just like basically like you you take a young man you feed him poison for for enough poison and then you send him off to the medical system the medical system then sends him off to big pharma big pharma sends him off to the next industry so it just it's just it's such a vicious cycle of corruption just for the just to make money like it's it's it boggles my mind like for me like when I made a lot of money in, in telecommunications, I was so like lonely.
3: <laughs>
5: I didn't I didn't have anybody to share that life with. I didn't have any friends that were making that money. It was very lonely. I was very sad and was, so that's why I drank a lot. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a complete life for me. It was. It was what everybody asked me to do. It was what the world thought. What success looked like. This is how you achieve happiness. This is how you achieve these things by having money. And so, I got to that point. But those things didn't just magically
2: be resolved. No, this, I had the same problems. Yeah. So, if anything, just compounded even greater right, those problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
5: you're just, like, frustrated because now you've achieved this point of, like, you, it is a financial independence. But you're still having all these other issues that, that are, you know, that can be corrected from just having the right perspective. But, like, at that time, you're being manipulated to think that your life is going to be completely perfect once you achieve a certain financial goal. I yeah.
4: think what makes it even more frustrating is when you finally wake up and you understand this. And then you become someone who is healing yourself. Therefore, you are a healer and you see other people stuck in this system, not seeing what they can do to empower themselves to take control of their life, their health, their decisions and what they consume every day. So when you see people coming in sick, when you see people coming in with acid reflux or depression and it becomes so hurtful or at least my my heart begins to break yes and then what's even challenging especially right now is belief is one of the most hardest shells you can surround your body with so someone is believing in something how does someone like us who heals share that information with somebody else it's nearly impossible
5: (laughs) Uh, that's the the you know, it's it, it's nearly impossible, but very possible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> and, very right. And so um, changing human behavior is one of the most challenging things in the world. Like, yes. you know, you could become uh, a brain surgeon and, and, and it just takes probably 12 years, maybe longer to, to accomplish that versus like, you know, changing the world behavior. And so, it, you know, human behavior is, is, is based on, um, you know, what they truly think for themselves is what works, you know. Yeah. Like we have to deploy the utmost compassion for people that are blind to what's going on, 100%. because number one, they're miseducated. You know, they might have invested in a college education that, you know, they're gonna die on that sword. They're not, you know, like and even empowered. Yeah, and e- even if they n- know, which s- most, most, most informed medical doctors know nutrition is a big part of healing and and still they're not implementing it that much right some doctors are And, and kudos to those doctors and thank you for doing that but most doctors are gonna put people on a prescription thing because they you know they Number one, their livelihood is on the line. They want to continue to pay their mortgage, their, their yeah. lifestyle, this and
2: that. So they're operating from fear. Yes, right? because they can lose their license if they don't follow a certain agenda. Exactly.
5: So it's very regulated. It's, it's, it, you know, so, so number one, we have to deploy the utmost compassion towards people that are unconsciously you know hurting themselves, hurting other people. Um, that's the best that they know. And so one thing that I've realized is, you know, you can't change anybody. You know, it's, it's impossible to change anybody. And I've tried. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it doesn't work.
2: <laughs> well, see, the things that we've always focused on is uh, making sure that we're educating at all points. Uh, that's, right.
5: that's, that's, that's what we can do, right? And yeah. so, you know, for us, it's like if we can be... Um, you know, the example that we want to see in the world, right. That's first, it starts with us. Like, what do we want to see in the world? And then how do we show up in that way? That's first and foremost, because if you want to inspire change, people want to need to see that Mm -hmm. firsthand. So then they have a model to look at and say, okay, you know what? Like, I'm really inspired by how he, how he's conducting life. Like you know, we don't have role models. Like I was raised in the Middle East, where where men were so insecure and they were programmed to be so insecure that violence and like and like power and dominance was a way to show that they they, they that they were worthy of something. You know, so it's like it wasn't them being calm and knowing deep down, that they're worthy, knowing that they are, uh, you know, worthy of holding space in this world and holding, uh, like taking oxygen from this life. And so, you know, that mindset isn't natural. What's natural is insecurity, scarcity, fear. So we have to work with people and like meet them where they're at and then empower them and keep bringing them to our side. And so, you know... You know, to to help with with this situation, it's you know, it's like people are on their journey. You know, I chose this life, you chose this life, y'all chose this life. You you knew you had a contract with God, and I said, hey, you know what? I'm coming down to Earth. This is why I'm coming down. When we're, when we're babies, we don't know why we're here. We're like confused and then we're young adults and then we're being indoctrinated with all this misinformation and miseducation that's irrelevant to our well-being. We're, we're being educated on, you know, like the earth's core and we've never been there. We've never ever we, we we drilled Russia drilled twelve miles deep and that was the farthest that anybody could go past. It's twelve miles deep. Yeah. But but there's a whole semester, year on on teaching us things that have never been factual. We can have the idea of saying like, hey, you know what, the, the earth core may be this or maybe that, but we don't know. No, they have it in the yeah. motherfucking textbooks <laughs> like it's a fact. It's like five layers. Yeah, and 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 they have it described like w- w- like why are we being taught that? We don't we we've why never. Why does it matter? Uh, right? it exactly. Matter. Why aren't we being taught that the human body is made up of 102 minerals? N- no, like I just learned that within the past five years. I I had no idea yeah. <laughs> that, that was what makes up the human body. So you know, we just have to, we ha- we have to just, you know, it, it, for us in this generation, we only have such a short period of time on earth for, for, for me, like my personal journey with this is like, if I can, if I can help a few people get to a point where they're eating more naturally and it doesn't have to be plant-based, it, it can be natural earth-based food. Like, you know, deer overpopulated deer there are ways to eat meat sustainably you know there are ways to do it in a way that is you know in harmony with nature like other animals do eat other animals so it it just depends on the quality of what we're eating so you know if we're going to eat animals stick to wild earth-based natural animals that come from god that we're not man-made for profit because what we're doing is we're eating greed, you know? Like at the end of the day, the energy is very dark and like we then were like in that mindset of like more and more, but really everything's within us and we're complete as human beings. We don't need more. If anything, we need less, less stress, less work, less problems, like less of everything. Keep life simple. One thing that isn't really even taught
4: either is how to breathe properly or how to really breathe. Um, I had a client who was a veteran, and he had PTSD. He hadn't slept. He had insomnia for, I don't know, I'm going to say about 13 years. My first session with him, we just did deep breathing. I got an email from him the next day saying, I slept for 13 hours last night. I have not slept in 13 hours in a really long time. I have never felt as good as I do. What happened? I was like, you were breathing deep, full inhale. Like we forget that we have lungs that exist in the back of our heart. You know, it's not something that's just shallow right here on our collarbones. It's depth and it's breathing that and ex accessing that life
2: force and it's given oxygen to all your body all
4: your cells your yeah. muscles your connective tissues your organs everything needs oxygen and i i hope one of my things that i can give to people is realizing that power something so simple
5: yes and that's basically what we all uh, like. As, as as craft, as craft people, like we're we're to us, this is like we're crafting a new way of, of, of offering uh, a service to the world. And so the, the the most important thing is we need to simplify. And, and like come back to nature And like come back to home And like what really works is, is br- breathing And good water and minerals and vitamins And so it's it's the matter of like You know, what, one thing that I like totally Um you know, have compassion for is like people when they're transitioning their way of eating from like standard American diet to like more paleo or more keto. And, and they're like, what am I going to do to subsidize or, or, or substitute for a pizza? You know, like (laughs) they're like worried about like, how can I remake this in this new way of diet culture and this and that. And they're like worried about like doing that, but really like Forget everything that you were doing And, like, surrender to what new possibilities could happen for you And, like, new flavors and new recipes and new dishes And new ways of of nourishing your body We have to, like, you can't hold on to the old shit And, like, you know, and, and, and try to be a new person Like, we have to go simple And, like, completely, like, radically... Come to this new way of thinking and realize, like, hey, at the, like even me, I'm, I was, I was so confused. I'm like, what? Like, I'm, you know, I had really bad digestion. I had really bad candida. You know, I had really bad acid reflux. You know, like I, I was sick. And I'm, I'm a young man. I'm sick. I don't know what to do. And so, like, I went plant based. Really, I went vegan first. And you know, when you go vegan. You, you, you It's not that healthy To be honest <laughs> yeah. You know Like You think you're being healthy So But Oreos we, are vegan Yes <laughs> So <laughs> So like you know You're psyching yourself out And you're like Hey I'm, I'm I'm vegan now I should be healthier But like I wasn't really Feeling healthier And so w- Ultimately What it came down to Is You know If I can Simplify my way of eating And focus on the minerals That makes up my human body You know at the end of the day like I am I start my day with water You know m- Mineral rich spring water The next thing I, I do is I, I eat my sea moss Sea moss contains up to 99 of the 102 minerals That makes up the human body You know I, 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 I follow that by more water And then for lunch I typically have You know a very you know light meal Mostly minerals So I make a big sea su- moss shake Or a smoothie that has Organic berries so in And some nuts and seeds and dates And so my, my body Isn't like
2: you know, craving garbage anymore? Yeah. Well, 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 the the, sa- the, sa- the saiety, right? Like, it's almost like if you're not eating the nutrients you need, you're gonna stay hungry.
5: Yeah. So, so when you're when, so one thing about oils and like, especially uh, canola oil and and like soy soybean oil, those oils, of course, number one, we don't know how to assimilate them, and number two, what what happens is it it coats the cellular body and what happens is it it basically it's deprivation of oxygen for the cells and so the cells are still starving like even if we just ate a big meal especially like one of those big vegan you know meals that are like mostly soy and in and, and seitan and like potatoes and like, like yes, it is vegan.
2: Like a uh, like uh, what? Is, what's the new Whopper? The the
5: Impossible burger. The burgers.
2: Impossible Whopper. Yeah. So <laughs> th-
5: all, all those all those ingredients th- they they suffocate the cellular body, but within one to two hours after you you you've like digested some of it you're really hungry again. So, at the end of the day, those, that, that food, though it is overwhelmingly filling, is not even 1% nourishing the body. Sustainable. Yes, so.
2: And then that's why we're obese.
5: Yes, part of that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, like, the, the state of the world is like, we're all suppressed, we're being poisoned. Like, most people are sad. You know, like genuinely, like I was really sad and I was really unhappy with my life. And, you know, even with whatever money I was making, like at the end of the day, we're sad. So what what happens is we become emotional eaters. And so... Food is emotional healing And so especially if it's nostalgic And it's like what your mother fed you And like you go back into those times Where you're feeling really lonely In that moment you're vulnerable And you remember like hey my mom Used to make me macaroni and cheese And so you, you, you go on Your phone and you look for a Macaroni and cheese that's available In, 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 the, in one of those restaurants that's, a, that's near your home And you go and you eat that because you're lonely And you're feeling like you need some emotional healing so at the end of the day, like we need to deploy like the utmost compassion for everyone going through this journey because what's happening is like you know, we're sad. We're we're all isolated, especially now, like social distancing and you gotta wear a motherfucking mask, you, you can't even see people's faces. Like the current setup of the system is very dark. The aura of the heart spreads six feet. Yes.
4: So you're unable to connect. Yes. And you're right, the facial expressions, that's how we actually really it's all about what's happening in the face. The nonverbals, yes. that's what attaches to our emotional body and our body registers verbal and nonverbal cues. And nonverbal cues are actually they get picked up Yeah, if you're missing nonverbal cues, it's almost it's yes. not the same. So yes. it makes it whole and if we're I can't see your face. Oh my is that you? Yes. Um we can't stand close. Let's be afraid of each other. That is your, the whole heart, the whole idea of love.
2: Yes.
5: Yeah.
4: Is well, gone.
2: Well, there's so much uh, uh, mystical in, in in the human body, right? Mm-hmm. I was reading this book on ESP and they were doing these things where, uh, this test where it was like they had these cards and, and some of these cards would have very lovely pictures or whatever. And some of these cards had like horrifying pictures, like people like, opened up and all dying or whatever, right? And so they were like flipping these cards and seeing how people would react. And then what they started finding out was that what they were really testing with these like nano fucking video cameras was how fast like your hairs on your on your on your mm. on your body would stand up, like how f- soon you would react to it. So what they started finding out is that the body's ability to have like ESP ability was like before they even turned the card that body was already reacting. Wow. And it wasn't the same for the lovely pictures. They were just, you know, they were reacting, but, like, it's almost like it already knew it was coming 100% of the time. And we're talking about nano-nanoseconds, right, which is fucking nuts, right? Because then you think about it, but, yeah, but I don't can't even figure out what's going on because I'm disconnected from what's going on. And especially we're being suppressed right now to, like, just stay away. And it's like, yeah. no, like, we have not stopped giving hugs here. Yeah, Like, good. we love hugs. Good,
5: yes. <laughs> and that's how you build your immune system. Yes. It's, it's, it's it, you know, I feel like we're living in the opposite world. the with, current with, with the current, like, recommendations from the World Health Organization and the CDC, which is a private vaccine company, and, you know, I don't know how much you have to pay to get a cdc.gov website, which is totally manipulative because they're not a government agency. So I don't know who the they had to bribe controls, what I call it. <laughs> to, to make that possible. Um, but it's very, very manipulative to, to go to that website because now we we trust them. It's like wearing it's like wearing, you know, a doctor's gown and like a doctor telling you, what to do you respect? So when when, when when when
2: when. You're uh, done with your idea. <laughs>
5: amazing. I, I was feeling high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, one second, I'm going to just get this off.
2: Concentrate
3: <laughs> now. Uh,
2: yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible what the body can create, right? Like what yeah. we can create, you know, um, the second thing that we focus on, I talked about education was, uh, uh, being the first second thing is, uh, helping other businesses grow um and and that's driven every single decision since day one that was actually my reasoning for coming here i was like look i'll come and help you and i'll give up everything i'm doing as long as we always follow these two principles like hey as long as we're educating people and we're helping them grow because you really can't fight these big organizations right like you can't be like oh i'm gonna change it i'm gonna create a new healthcare system i'm gonna you can't beat that like it's been established there's billions of dollars the only way you can influence that hopefully is by educating people and then changing the way they spend their money or what yes. they spend their money on yes right and so like yeah that, that is still my goal and our goal is to create the new health insurance but we're not going to go about it by trying to go from the top to the bottom it's going to be more about like educating yeah, baseline. people yes and then going from there and it's sl- going to be a slow process but fuck I'm not. in, I'm in no rush yes
4: <laughs> you've yeah. have, you have helped me grow tremendously with my business
2: Thank you. Yeah. I
4: mean, it was. It all started the day that I met you. Nice. Do you remember? When did we meet? We met October eleventh, two thousand and seventeen. Wow. Yeah. That's that cool. was the impact. Where was this at? This was here. I was coming to get a shot. We met here. We met here. I thought we met like at a bar. Or something. No, we did okay. not meet at a bar. <laughs> I had just left. Get at out. that point, no, I left a job that was emotionally abusive i remember that and i came in here and started sharing an idea with you and you were like well i'm going to interview you do you want to come in next week for a podcast then john was like yeah we'd love that yeah so then i was like oh okay (laughs) that's right and um, this idea that, that i had with obsidian it just it made me say If I'm talking about
2: it, I'm going to do it. Well, I remember that because I was like, well, then we're going to do a release on the podcast. And you're like, okay. And then I guess you showed up and was like, yeah, I got all this. You just had to. Yeah, I
4: I got it together. And then (laughs) a a month later, I was putting together this really big um, opening of the launch of Obsidian at a really fun um, private, um, I guess, social club on the east side. Y'all were a part of it. And ever since then, we've just been... Compadres. Yes. Um, now I, Now my studio is underneath your feet. Who would have thought? <laughs> I had no idea that this, this was even yeah. available or I was even going to be opening four Walls or Brick and Mortar. And growing. And, and growing. And yeah. so I meet you. You push now me to do it. Now she teaches teachers to I be te- teachers. Now I'm teaching teachers to do it. Leveling up. Leveling up. <laughs> and, um, the fact that people believe in me and having people that believe in you
5: and most importantly believing in yourself yes. <laughs> yeah. that's where well that's where the courage that's where you got yeah. the courage to begin the business well
4: if I'm gonna be fully honest here I don't think I really started believing in myself up until earlier this month right this month excuse me this year
2: oh yeah we've seen a lot of growth it has been a year.
4: transformation and it was almost like I had my people help lift me up and seeing what I wasn't able to see, and finally I started to see it. Yeah. Um, having community is another is another really important factor in health. Well, I, um, I love... Like, it I love. Yeah, takes yeah. a village. Yeah, it takes a village and um, call in like call in your tribe because they're there. Yeah.
3: There's
5: there's strength in asking for help. Yes. Yeah,
3: because they're supposed to bring out the best in you. And if you yes. don't know how to do it, then you will ask for help. Say, hey, I have a problem. What do you think about this? And a lot of times it could be the right answer. A lot of times it could be something that you just say, well, maybe I just need to look from a different perspective. And if most people were just to own up to the idea that maybe there's something great living inside of them, imagine – what it would take to accomplish that and to bring it out. Um, I love inspiring others. I think that's part of the educational process is let me just educate you how great you are.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And I think I meet a lot of wonderful individuals who don't even know how great they are because I was in the same boat. I can beg almost to hear every one of your stories because in this room right now you have a room full of entrepreneurs and each one of you have your own story about self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And it doesn't stop even after you become successful. It still continues to be with you because you're like, why me? Why? Why not someone else? Right? Exactly. And you say, but there's a path, and like you keep saying, there's a path. There's a reason why you're being pushed along something. Not necessarily because you want it, but because maybe there's something greater destined for you. And if you happen to pick up on the signals and you look at the calling, you can see it. Just like you said before, those little things you saw in college, they were subliminal just for you until you put the pieces together one day and said you know what wow I never thought about this way but what if and that's how ideas come into play you have to have space for it to be able to receive those messages and so you'll never receive those messages if you have your guard up, if you're depressed in a way that you can't cope for the following next two or three days after you have your first episode, right? You won't be able to be a better educator if you don't get a good night's rest the night before and you're not able to put the words together to inspire others. Uh, you can't come up with the cool new combo and the food that you know is going to inspire this, some person to become a chef and open up the new chain of this and all that. So I imagine even when you go to work every day, someone comes up to you and they are – Talking to you, and all of a sudden the light goes off for them. I mean, I met someone there at your work that was taking one of our supplements, and they're not from Austin. They just happen to see it online, and like, oh, you're those guys. It's like, yeah. What do you think about that? Oh. Cool, I love this, it helps me with this. But I was like, that's amazing because that one little difference you made is that person's universe, that person's world. And then when you step out of your comfort zone, that world expands. And if I expand my world with you, I step into your aura, I step into your energy field, and I say, I like your energy, I think it works for me, I think it gives me something back in return mm-hmm. that makes me better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's called a community, that's what's called a tribe, is that you go to inspire. And be inspired by others. All y'all are doing are inspiring us to make us better, right? Because there's a lot riding on all this. We inspired you to go and create, and you're going to pass that trait to some yoga instructor, maybe educator 20 years from now that says, I'm in the same boat as you, Jenna, and you're going to hear your story over and over again, and you're going to love it. Because every time you hear it again, Mm -hmm. you say, hey, take this little bit of advice, and it'll do you well the one thing I've learned from countless and countless of conversations with the most brilliant minds in the world is each one of them really is concerned about their health yeah Yeah. and that health is a different meaning for everyone mental, physical uh, chemical, wellness if I can balance all those things I think I'm okay I'm able to equip whatever I have I'm going to encounter in this world the cool thing is if you choose to embark on the path of greatness you're going to stumble and you'll have struggles and you're going to have doubts, I think, eventually 30, 40 years after you go through your path is when you're going to realize whether you were a genius or not.
5: Yeah. Well, and, and the one thing that, you know, one thing that I want to add to that is, you know, like the first of like, first and foremost is like, we, we, we need to like deploy unconditional love for ourselves. Yes. And, you know, anything that we do wrong, quote unquote. Um, you know is is definitely you know like, it's, it's it's a lesson versus, like, you need to punish yourself, you need to shame yourself, you need to do this, because what that is is just draining the energy of the human body. And so we, we need to just deploy forgiveness for ourselves and, like, unconditional love for ourselves and empower ourselves on a daily basis because nobody's really doing that for us. Yes, we can go to a yoga class and we can be um, empowered by a yoga instructor or, you know, like a meditation of some sort, That's like the reaffirmation of of like, I am powerful, I am love, I am worthy, I am this and I am that. So, you know, one one important aspect in this journey of like, whoever is, you know, on this journey of entrepreneurship or independence, you know, to deploy the utmost compassion for yourself and forgiveness and love and, you know, for other people because when you can deploy that for yourself, you can deploy that with other people. And so, at the end of the day, this life is long, we're gonna meet those people again, We're going to see many of these faces again and again and again. So, you know, like how can we, um, you know, share something with each other without like hurting somebody or vice versa. And so at the end of the day, it's like we just have to be kind to ourselves because that translates to being kind to other people. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we need to learn how to treat ourselves better. Yeah. And... And in turn, you know, the, the ripple effect of like how that affects the world, you know, is very uh, powerful. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure Jenna's impacted so many people's lives. You've impacted so many people's lives. And, and, you know, this whole business has impacted so many people's lives. Many people come to our place and say, did you ever go to them? I'm like, well, we're like a sister company. You know? <laughs> yeah. and like yeah, so can- we get the same audience. And so everybody loves y'all. And, you know, they, they say great things about you guys. And, you know, they, they feel empowered because you're giving them the tool to, you know, be healthier and, you know, like wealth, you know, health is, is wealth. And, yeah. you know, most people right now, the people that have money, you know, they're not really concerned about like, how am I going to keep making money? They're like, no, how the fuck am I going to stay in this earth and live a good quality of life? Yeah. And and you're helping with that. So it's cool to see like good businesses, um, Come up and, and continue to do the good work, and um, it, you know it's it's nice to be a part of that community as well. And yeah, it's just it's just you know beautiful to be in this industry and to see other industries shine like you guys and you know even yoga movement it's so important for the well-being of you know the 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 person so it's just okay. great thank you so much yeah. for having me you know where where
2: can the, where can they find you yeah yeah so um
5: you can find me on my personal instagram it is uh r a a b m a n s o u r so that's rod mansour um and then our company is atx food co and uh, we just launched a new, new business. It's not really like a new business. It's just an extension of our business. It's, uh, it's um, CMOS and Company. We're working with this amazing African family um, in uh, Zanzibar and Tanzania. And we're providing um, some really amazing wildcrafted sea moss. It contains up to 99 of the 102 minerals that makes up the human body. Just that ingredient alone, sea moss single-handedly changed my life.
4: I drink it every morning. Yes. Every morning I drink it. I have noticed a significant difference. I was one who was having to go to the bathroom all the time and drinking, drinking, drinking water all day. Now I am sacy safety- satiated yeah. and um, I'm getting the right amount and, I'm, and I feel bright and I feel light and yes. I'm so grateful for you because I, 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 I wouldn't be taking it I wouldn't be soaking it almost yes and i hate this. thank it's you for like, doing the yeah, process with oh it's 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 intense my husband will walk in and watch me and i'm like kind of like holding my nap as <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm um, i'm taking it because i don't put it in smoothies i don't really yeah. eat um drink smoothies i have a green juice and i just throw it in i'm like yeah. nothing's gonna stop me from being healthy yes
2: <laughs> and uh if you like chocolate which i love chocolate mossy cacao has got a lot of uh which you can find at atx food co has a lot of um has two tablespoons. Minimum, yeah. yeah Sometimes minimum. I put,
5: like, I if to, I'm yeah. making it for people, I'm like, um, uh, I put um, just, just enough where Z it's moss. not going to taste it, but just strong enough that it's going to blow them away.
4: Grimy. How do I get it as smooth as this? Do I just blend it for 10
5: minutes? Um, well, well, we use a Vitamix. Shout okay. out to Vitamix. Vitamix I have so yes, a Ninja. I, love I have the Ninja. Okay. You you so, 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 so that's the <laughs> that's <laughs> that's I'll that's get you a good deal. Wow.
2: Yeah. But yeah, come to Austin, come to ATX Food Code. They're not difficult to to find because they're like in the main main area um
5: and, and i would you i just want to say thank you guys for doing all that you guys are doing you guys are really making an impact on the community 100 percent. lots of positivity coming out of this establishment and a lot of people are much happier because of you guys are alive today so thank shout you so out much. to you guys for putting all the work in and yeah we love it you know and so it's it amazing. doesn't even feel like work. That's the beauty of yeah. like when you're in a when you're aligned with your with your path, you know, and your purpose. Yes, at times it's going to be annoying to to do paperwork and stuff, sure. but like at the end of the day, I'm sure it's super rewarding to it see people. Is.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. All right. Well, thank you guys. This is the Howdy Help podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs>